Welcome to the Sports and Entertainment Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and today we're talking to Emmett Gill, Director of Student Athlete Wellness and Personal Development, and an Assistant Professor in the Steve Hicks School of Social Work at the University of Texas at Austin. Emmett, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me today. So your title is a bit of a mouthful. You've got a lot of things going on there at at UT. So uh, will you quickly just kind of shed light on what this student athlete uh, program is and then a little bit of uh, of your work there and the School of Social Work? Sure. Um, You know, there's been a movement, as as I'm sure you're well aware, and it's, it's definitely been publicized in the National Basketball Association as of late, but um, towards helping student athletes and athletes with their wellness and development off the field, off the court, outside of the swimming pool, um, off the golf course. And so being the director of student athlete wellness and personal development really focus on a a variety of things. Uh, We focus on substance use, prevention programming. Um, We focus on post-traumatic growth for our student athletes through a program uh, for our injured athletes um, entitled Team Grit. We work on anxiety reduction through the development of an anxiety reduction lab. And, you know, then we do sort of uh, boutique things along the way, whether it's, you know, dressing for success or whether it's addressing an environmental disaster uh, when our student athletes are affected by uh, Hurricane Harvey, for example. And then lastly, I think the thing that sort of ties everything together is just being a resource for our student-athletes in terms of mentoring. We do have a behavioral health team here that includes psychiatrists and psychologists and a licensed social worker. Um, Nonetheless, our mantra in athletics, and I think it should be, you know, across college campuses, is that all of our students experience something. You know, it might not rise to the level of a clinically uh, diagnosed disorder, but everyone's going through something. And so, you know, that's sort of the the rubber band that ties everything uh, together together for me in terms of doing mentoring for our student athlete. So this program seems immensely important and long overdue, but it's not something that I've necessarily heard about at a lot of other campuses. How unique is this particular uh, department or this program to UT as opposed to other universities out there? No, that's a great question. And the programming is rare. I think when you put the behavioral health and wellness and personal development spin on it, um, you know, for some time, you know, academic support and career development units have been doing life skills. You know, they've been preparing student athletes for life after sports and life after college. Um, but I truly think this this behavioral health, mental health piece is, is something that's evolved over the last, I want to say, three to five years. And I think a lot of that has largely come from some of the research that's coming out of the National Collegiate Athletic Association. I think that, you know, the chief medical officer there Brian Hainline has, has done an outstanding job of just shedding light, you know, on this very important issue. And so, you know, when we think about programs that, that do have these services, you know, you think about, you know, the University of Michigan, which is, is one of the gold standards. Um, you think about, you know, the University of Tennessee and Team XL, which was a, a, another one of those uh, behavioral health teams that was sort of first in the game. Um, and then, you know, of course, University of Texas at Austin. But, you know, I would say maybe looking at peer institutions that do the same work that we do, 
I would say maybe about 20 or 25 have this distinct spin on things where the efforts sit outside of academic support or student athlete services and sort of operates from another paradigm. This is important stuff for for student athletes and for students and and really for everybody because mental health is a a topic that is just now really coming into a a larger conversation. You mentioned um, the uh, the NBA and some of the um, some of kind of the more outspoken. Um, advocates are basically just the the players that have been willing to speak up about their struggles with anxiety and with depression. So why is this so vital for student athletes? This issue is is just so important to student athletes because, you know, as you know, um, student athletes under are under a tremendous amount of pressure. You know, it's not just our football basketball players, in particular here at the University of Texas and some of the other Power Five conference schools, but you have student athletes now who are competing on TV almost every contest. And so, you, you know, you think about the, the hundreds of thousands of millions of people that are tuning in. And then you think about, you know, the pressure that they have uh, with regard to being a student athlete just on campus. I mean, the entertainment of our student body sort of ride and dies with, you know, our, our student athletes, whether it's our golf, tennis, uh, swimming, uh, women's basketball, rowing. You know, all of these student athletes are here representing the University of Texas. All eyes are, are on them. But then you you map over that, you know, just some of the challenges that, you know, normal students are experiencing. You know, whether it's, you know, the prevalence of, of drugs and alcohol on campus or, or, or the realities of sexual assault or, you know, issues impacting them at home, whether it's, you know, divorce in their family, whether substance use in their family. We have student athletes who experience homelessness. Um, and when suicide is the third leading cause of death amongst student athletes, then we we know that, you know, this this myth, you know, that, that all student athletes are, you know, extremely, ex- exceptionally mentally tough, that, you know, that just doesn't hold water all the time. And so, you know, it's, it's really important to them that we sort of realize them as a whole person and, and not just someone who's there to represent the school to compete um, in athletics, but you know, this is someone who things like thousands of people saying negative things about them on Twitter that really that really impacts you know our student athletes, and so in that sense, we think it's really important in terms of the work that we're doing. So, one of the specifics that you mentioned for this program, talking about post-traumatic growth, which I don't know if that's a term that a lot of people are familiar with, but uh, you've heard, you know, post-traumatic stress, but this is growth in terms of when you experience something life-changing. It's the ability to to grow from it and to thrive after the fact. How new a skill is this for student athletes? Are they familiar with this idea of being able to actually grow from that experience and and maybe become better mentally from it? Shelby, I think it's, it's extremely important, you know, in a lot of different respects. I mean, first of all, we hope that whether it's a short-term or season-ending injury that, that our student-athletes are going to return to the field of play. So when they do that, you know, it's important that they've used this, this experience to grow. And 
you know, ironically, it's not just about their rehabilitation or how they perceive their physical injury, but oftentimes everything but, you know, so how have you grown in relationships with your coach? How have you grown in terms of relationships and how to resolve issues with your team? How have you addressed the pressure that parents and friends may put on to return play? So how have dressing these things helped you grow as a person? And it's not only that, you know, it's sort of the camaraderie that you can develop with a group of athletes that are going through some of the same things, maybe that same injuries. You know, the, the thing about growth is you know, we never know how much our student athletes are going through this process. Not quite sure what type of growth, but you know, I think about one of our female student athletes who's on our rowing team and, you know, relatively quiet throughout the semester. And, but, you know, once the summer arrived, she pulled us aside and just thanked us because the group was so helpful. And for her, it was helpful, a new hobby, something that would take her mind away from not being able to participate in sports. Another example you mentioned, another program is the Anxiety Reduction Lab. Tell me about that. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about our Anxiety Reduction Lab, namely because, you know, a lot of millennial students and student-athletes are doing things like practicing mindfulness. Teams are practicing yoga together, hot yoga. So, you know, what we aim to do, Shelby, is, is simply have a space in our sports medicine area you know, where student-athletes can come, they can have a space to practice their meditation. We think that it's going to be beneficial to our student-athletes, you know, not just when they're coming to the training room for rehabilitation sessions, but, you know, they may want to use the space, you know, after a tough practice. They might want to use the space before a challenging exam. They might want to use the space after, you know, an indifferent conversation with a coach. But we really want them to have this space and and utilize the space, you know, for their for their well-being. This is a first you know, at least for me and my programming, but we have so many people experienced in this area that we thought that that was sort of low-hanging fruit and that we needed to implement this program. And, you know, what I'm really excited about doing is, is sort of getting the feedback from the student-athletes to figure out how we can make this area, you know, the best that it can be. Because like I said, you know, a lot of student-athletes are engaging in this type of, of wellness effort. We just want to be supportive. And what we really, really hope is that our coaches are going to get on board. We know that some of our coaches are interested in these types of strategies that can help their student-athletes in play as well as out of play. But if we could get them on board, encourage their student-athletes to spend some time in the lab, that would be awesome. Are you a um, a mindfulness type of guy? I am. I, I am. You know, just, just because I, I just think it's it's just uh, it's a great activity, you know, for the beginning of your day. And the field is expanding because now there's sport-based performance where you're implementing mindfulness more so into your sports activity. So for me, you know, I'm a runner, and so it really becomes essential then. It really has been very helpful. And so getting into uh, to mindfulness, if if you're not familiar with the concept, it can be one of two things. One, it can either sound very airy-fairy, like I can't quite nail down what that means, what, what mindfulness is. Or two, it seems like such a, a daunting activity that it kind of, it seems above what a untrained mind, if you will, would be able to do. But I guess explain for people who aren't as familiar with mindfulness, uh, what it just boils down to. You know, really, really mindfulness is different things to different people. But, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's sort of, you know, trying to stay present in the moment. It's letting judgments uh, that may pass through your, your mind, your ability to, you know, let them pass by and, and not focus on them, but to, to remain present, whether you have, you know, a particular phrase or a chant or, or whether you're breathing, but just to stay in that moment. That, that's what it means to me. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, so essential going back to, you know, our student athletes that they're, that they and people who utilize mindfulness are able to, you know, make it, make it past the, the judgments that are oftentimes 
negative, to make it past those and, and just to, to be able to, you know, sort of enjoy the moment, the peacefulness that, that you can just achieve by just being still for a little while. But like I said, it, it takes on sort of a different meaning for different folks, but you're absolutely right. It can be sort of daunting, but, you know, it's, it's not. Right. It's just really about, you know, sort of practicing things and things as small as, you know, hearing noise in the background to be able to make it past that noise and back into that moment and center yourself is a critical tool when you when you think about how it can be used, you know, in your everyday routine. Well, I think the thing that uh, is remarkable to me about uh, this whole program is that it's coupling athletic ability and strengthening and, and athletic skill with mental conditioning and mental strength and being able to exercise that powerful brain of ours to put it to our advantage. And so marrying athletic and mental ability together kind of creates the, the, the perfect combination, or I guess the, the whole package for a student athlete. What's some of the feedback that you've gotten either from the athletes themselves, or maybe some of the parents or, or coaches that, that have really seen a difference with this program? You know, in particular, our, our general feedback from our student-athletes is that they're happy that these services are being provided. The other thing that's interesting enough is that there's a lot of participation from our student-athletes in terms of things they, they would like to recommend and, and, and things that they would like to, for us to build on. The great thing about our program and our substance use prevention efforts are that they're student-athlete driven. So a lot of the materials that we put out and a lot of the things that we do come straight from our student-athletes. You know, this summer we spent uh, time with our women swimming and diving team doing mindfulness and then mindfulness turned into visualization and and now we'll resume this fall looking at uh, depression and anxiety in depth well like i said very important stuff being done here it's exciting to talk to you thank you so much for your time emmett oh i certainly appreciate it well, thanks to you listeners for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com industries. Subscribe to articles, podcasts, and creative video. Until next time, I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk.